Hi fam, welcome to Sweet Truth. Do you dare listen, fam? I am so so excited today. Happy Monday! I hope you guys are having a great day, fam. If you are listening, you are blessed. To more exciting news, we are finally in book three. Book three, book three of Psalms. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this for a minute now, and I am so excited that we are finally here. So, book three is written by Asaph, and let me just say, I love his name. I love his name, Asaph. Asaph, I mean, it sounds great, right? It sounds so good. Huh? I might know my future son. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But Asaph was a prophet, and he wrote um, Psalm seventy-three to eighty-three. So from Psalm seventy-three to eighty-three are gonna be Asaph Psalms and I'm just so excited to see um what his Psalms are I mean to read about them um to learn from them to get knowledge from them to gain encouragement from them I mean I'm just so excited I'm just so excited and I'm so excited for this specific Psalm 73 I just believe that oh my god as soon as I got done reading the psalm, I was just like, I love this man. <laughs> I love the man. I mean, I just, I, I love the man. I love his name, Asaph. <laughs> Asaph. I don't think I'm ever going to stop saying that. This is so corny. <laughs> Asaph. Yeah, but I love the man. Um, I'm so excited to... Um, um, see what Psalm 73 to 83 is gonna be about. Um, I'm already in love with the Psalm 73, the whole chapter. So, I will be reading from the NKJV version, and it reads. Truly, God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. So, bottom line, God is good. God is good, fam. God is good. I'm telling you, God is good. Especially to those who are pure in heart. Like, I don't know about you guys, fam, but like, as for me, I want to be pure in heart. At the end of the day, I want to have a pure heart. I mean, who doesn't want anyone that has a pure heart? Your goal, your aim is to have a pure heart at the end of the day. So, God is good. And so I'm going to go ahead and read 2 to 16. Because this is deep. I mean, he goes from saying God is good into some deep stuff. And so... Let's jump right in. And he says, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. 
they're not in trouble as other men nor are they pledged like other men or rather plagued like other men therefore pride serves as their necklace violence covers them like a garment their eyes bulge with abundance they have more than heart could wish they scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression they speak lovely they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth therefore his people return here and waters of a full cup are drained by them and they say how does god know and is there knowledge in the most high behold these are the ungodly who are always at ease they increase in riches Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence for all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning If I had said I will speak this behold I would have been untrue to the generation of your children when I thought how to understand this it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God then i understood their end so that is 17 so ending at 16 he was jealous he was jealous fam of those in the world i mean jealousy would do something to you Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. you don't want to be you don't want to be you don't want to be in such a place of jealousy especially you know to be jealous of those in the world no and why why was asaph jealous of them i mean why because when you look to the outside world i mean when you look on the outside everything that he just described literally is how it be that's how it is and he, he describes all these things when it's like it just looks like they just keep on getting rich it looks like you know their lives look good they don't even care about god you know they are living their best life so to say you know they got this and they got this and you know some of them even know they're doing wrong and they sin and yet they are living their best life i got i'm so jealous of them and so said i'm i'm mad i'm jealous you know i'm jealous Man, God, why why are they living their best lives, God? They don't even like you, God. They they curse at you, God. That your name and even the things that they do when you catch them, God, and they're like, "Who is the most high?" You know what? What is this? You know, and they said things like, "How does God know this?" And and is there knowledge in the most high? I mean, they speak God's name in vain. Yet Their lives are good. Their lives look good. I am envious of that. And so you don't want to be in such a place that that is why the word says don't love the world, you know? You are not of this world. That's why the word says you are not of this world. Why? Because the things of the world are only temporal. Yes, they look like they are living their best lives, but it is only temporal. It is only for this life. What about their life in heaven, you know? Are they even going to go to heaven, you know? We want to focus on our heavenly riches. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what my, I want my focus to be. I don't want to focus on my earthly riches, you know. I don't want to focus on what I'm going to have on this earth and, and the brands I'm going to wear and the cars I'm going to drive and the house that I'm going to live in and blah, blah, blah. All these materialistic things. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's been proven over and over and over again. I mean, I love to watch... um spanish dramas and asian dramas and you would see this you see this all the time and they patrol different lifestyles and the reason why i love such dramas is because you can relate to them i mean this is real stuff it's real stuff that they act out and you see for each and every character you know that was driven by money driven by materialistic things it's so easy to tell you know like in the end they're the ones that get killed or they're the ones that get you know thrown in prison or you know it just it doesn't end well it doesn't end well for them it doesn't and so you don't want to be in a place of jealousy you know you don't want to feel that you don't want to have that envy in your heart looks are deceiving you don't even know what them people are going through Yes, on the outside, everything's great. I mean, they wear the brand clothes, they drive the brand cars, you know, they, they live in two-story houses, three-story houses, whatever, mansions, blah, 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 you name it, they have money. Yes, they are living their best life. Everything is overflowing in their lives. Yes, it's all good vibes, best life vibes, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what them people are going through in their hearts. Behind the doors, you don't know what them people are thinking, you know, at night. Uh, the, the struggles they are facing of course they're not gonna show you this of course they're not gonna come online and and, and and talk about their struggles or what they think about or what they go through you know that which is not of good of course not and that is why you shouldn't be jealous that is why you shouldn't look at that you know as a way of life because you don't even know what them people are going through in their heads in their minds behind the scenes behind closed doors you don't know what they're going through and if only you can be a fly on the wall if only you can be in their shoes for one day is when you will truly understand that hey your life that you even thought was miserable is better than them riches are found within they lie within And the kind of riches you want to focus on are not these earthly riches. You want to focus on your heavenly riches. Far more than gold and silver. Far more than that. These materialistic things, money, whatever. It doesn't last, you know. Each and every year there is something new, you know, uh, a new phone and you Apple is coming out with a new phone every year, you know, p- people are making people that make cars, you know, brand new brand names, brand cars each and every year. And so if you're looking at that and depending on that, then you're just going to have to live an unhappy life. I'm sorry to tell you this, but hey, if that's the goal, Are you going to be able to keep up and 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 buy the new brand each and every year? Because whether you like it or not, each and every year there is something new. There's always going to be something new. There's always going to be something better. There's always going to be something new and better, new and better, new and better, new and better, blah 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 blah. Blah. And so that shouldn't be your goal. 
because so what if you get the 2021 version you know next year there's gonna be something new are you still gonna get that i mean is your happiness gonna rely on the the materialistic things of this world and the things of this world is that where you're gonna base your your happiness your livelihood on your your reality on when you don't even know that that's temporal happiness to the people that buy those things you know people that even get those things not everyone needs it you know they just get it to feel good feel better about themselves you know but it's temporary it's temporal happiness it is not real it is not there to last a lifetime sure they may be happy for a month or a few weeks but then what what comes after that you know and so asa for him he gets to a point when he's like wait a minute like you know he recognizes this and he's like when i thought how to understand this it was too painful for him and so what did he do he went into the sanctuary of god then i understood there and i mean when you understand there and when you understand their end is when you will know that you wasted your whole entire time envious and jealous of this and of them it is a waste of time because it goes on to say in 18 surely you set them in slippery places they are set in slippery places and you cast them down to destruction oh how they are brought to desolation as in the moment as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes so lord when you awake you shall despise their image this my heart was grieved and i was vexed in my mind i was so foolish and ignorant i was like a beast before you and so he now sees this you know he sees this he gets to understand like whenever he was being envious and jealous and 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 being troubled about his own life because he saw how the wicked lived good lives and what not But then he's like, then my heart was grieved. Why was his heart grieved? Asaph understood what awaited them, you know. I mean, cast on destruction. You don't want to be in such a place. Their fears and what they go through behind the scenes, behind closed doors. Then his heart was grieved. He says, my heart was grieved. Why was his heart grieved? because it should see it should grieve you to see the lost get lost that should grieve you to see the lost get lost why because father god desires that none should perish he says it in his word you know that none i hope that none should perish and that is why he was vexed a vixed if you will meaning he was frustrated and annoyed and worried because when he saw when he understood their end 
It wasn't good. It wasn't good. You don't want to be in a slippery place. You don't want to be in such a place, fam. And so, 23 to 24, he goes ahead and says, Nonetheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. He understood the goal. That's the goal. Nonetheless, I am continually with you. You want to be with God all the time. You want God to hold you by your right hand. He says to continue being with God. And God holding us by our right hand and guiding us with his counsel. I mean, you want God to be the one to counsel you. You want his word to be the one to counsel you because there is no better counsel or better mental other than God. Other than God. And so I claim this for myself as well too. I claim 23 to 24 for me. That God nonetheless, nonetheless, nevertheless... God, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. What a blessing, what a blessing. That's the goal. That's the goal. Then it goes on to say, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. Yes. I mean, this part, this part is what made me say, man, I love this man. I love this man. This is facts right here. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. You want to desire God. I mean, do you know what it means to desire God? Have you ever been in a place where you desire God? I mean, man, you're missing out. Oh my God, you're missing out. If you don't have this relationship with God, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you are missing out. There is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. 26, my flesh and my heart fell. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I'm going to read that again. My flesh and my heart fell. But God, but God, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Your flesh and your heart will fail you, fam. Yes, it will. It will fail you. But don't worry. Don't worry. Don't focus on that. Don't be about the flesh. Why? Because God is the strength of your heart. And your portion forever. Man, you want that. You don't want that. You should want God to be the the strength of your heart and your portion forever. Why? Because if God is not the strength of your heart, your heart will fail you. Your flesh will fail you. I said your flesh will fail you. If you don't have God in your life. I said if you don't have God in your life. Your flesh will fail you. Your heart will fail you. 
So you want these two things to be under submission to God in his word. I said you want them under submission to God in his word. Let God be the strength of your heart. Let God be your portion forever. And he goes on to say, For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. Those who are far from God shall perish. It's just, it's facts. It's facts. You have destroyed all those who desert you for halotary. Halotary. And you can even look up that word. But God destroys those that are under that. Why? Because those who choose to be far from God, those who are far from God will perish. Last but not least, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. It is good for me. It is good for you to draw near to God. It is good, fam. It is good. It is good. A relationship with Christ is good. It is good for you. It is good for your heart. Good for your soul. It is good for your mind. It is good for you. I, I love this man, man. This 23 to 28. Man, after I read this, I was like, I love this man. Speak it, Asaf. Speak it. Facts. So it is good for you to draw near to God, to put your trust in the Lord God and declare his works forever. And when you draw closer to God, when you draw near to God, and when you put your trust in the Lord God, and when you declare your works, he will hold you by your right hand. He will guide you with counsel, with his counsel. And afterwards, he will receive you in glory. That's the mission. That's the goal. And so, fam, if there is anything, if there is anything that should stick with you today, I mean, we've learned so much. Number one, don't be envious of 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 those in the world of worldly things of materialistic things it's temporal happiness it is not real happiness it's lies it's lies it's lies that's number one number two draw near for to god draw near to god draw near to god it is good for you it is good for you it is good for you to trust in the lord god to declare his works, to have him be your right hand, nevertheless, to continually be with God, nevertheless, to have God hold you by his right hand, nevertheless, to have God guide you with his counsel, Because there should be no one on this earth that you desire more than the Lord God. 
I said, there should be no one on earth that you desire more than God. Let God be your strength. Let him be the strength of your heart and your portion forever because your flesh and heart will fail you. So I hope you've learned so much. This is only the beginning. Fam, I said this is only the beginning. What a blessing. What a blessing. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, book three. And then I read this, 73, and I'm like, ooh, now I'm so excited. Now I'm like, let's get right into it. Now I'm like, Asaph, come with the real talk. Come on, Asaph, with the word. Yeah. It's Asaph with the word, fam. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. Man, book three coming in hot. Wow. And so, I hope you've learned so much. So much. So much. From this Psalm 73. And for those willing to pray their repentance prayer with me, please pray with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died and rose just for me. Father, I thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ washes me, cleanses me, covers me, and makes me whole. Father, I receive your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. And if you pray that prayer from the angels dance in heaven, hey, hey, I said the angels rejoice when it is a blessing. It is a blessing. It is a blessing, fam. It is a blessing. Let God be your strength. Have a great day. Have a great week. Always a friend. Each and every time you wake up, be like. I always say this simple phrase of I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a great day. It can set the tone of your day. I've said this in other segments about how setting your day with God literally sets the tone for the rest of your day. And even speaking the word of God as affirmations over your life, over your day can change your life, can change the tone of your day. But even saying the simple phrase, adding on the simple phrase of I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a great day can change everything. It changes everything. And so I hope that you would be blessed, be encouraged and be fearless.